This might be one of the dumbest teams I've ever seen. Yeah, let's try to beat Cincinnati. You know, for me, over the years, I've learned so much, you know, playing in Denver, playing in Kansas City, um, you know, in certain weather games, the playoff game last year, you learn so many things on, you know, how to, you know, do certain things and um, to where, like, it is just football, you know, and me being a West Coast guy, you know, it's, I've been in California or Texas my whole life, you know, so it's been a little bit of different climates, you know, but uh, I've learned through my career to, you know, do certain things to where it is just football, to where I don't have to do anything different. The team, we don't have to do anything different. You can just play football. Um, and, you know, and Josh and all their experience too helps for sure. You were here in the very beginning when there was that Vegas flu thing. Are you noticing a difference the way teams are playing when they come in here as opposed to maybe years past? You know. Just crushed my dreams. Boom. Set. That's the one. Coming up in a few minutes, we've got Porta Subs to give away also a little bit later in the hour. Kevin Hart ticket. So stay tuned. Uh, this afternoon, Cofield and Company, it's the festive show. So make sure you call in 3 o'clock or 5 o'clock hours is when they are planning to take calls and complain about us or Degenerate Danny not having more than one pair of tennis shoes. Um, all right. By the way, when Derek Carr says, I have figured some stuff out just to play football in 11-degree weather, what could he have figured out? I do not know. What does that mean? I'm not good at it. Yeah. I, I don't know what that means. <laughs> I'm guessing it's like, oh, I know to wear a jacket on the sideline. Those, <laughs> I, I have asked multiple times for my center to have an extra towel on his butt. Yeah. <laughs> I like, mean, I don't know what that means. I have to imagine there's just small, like, dealing with the cold things that they do or whatever. Like, ah, caps. I figured out which hand warmers work the best and keep yeah. those on in my... Do you think Derek Carr will have the... the Jersey with the pocket built into the yeah. stomach. Yes, yes. I love those. Yes. those I love so that great. apparently kickers just wear those, whether they're you? indoors, outdoors. Right. They're just the kicker just walks out like, got pockets my hands nice. in my pocket. Pockets are nice. Oh, I've dated enough girls to know yeah. that pockets are extremely important. Right. Pockets are nice. If you, I'd, I'd have them if I played wide receiver. Be like, yeah, I'm just yeah. going to put my hands in my pockets while I stand on the line of scrimmage. I'll be fine. Unless I'm Terry McLaurin and the ref doesn't think I'm on the line of scrimmage and then everybody's mad. Uh, yeah, who wouldn't want to? You always want more pockets. Do they make? Well, what we need, though, is we need the full James Jones, the hoodie. To, yeah. <laughs> you attach a hoodie to the. To, oh, you got it. Oh, everybody's got to have a hoodie on. Which Raiders player is going out without a shirt on to warm up? Denzel Perryman. Because I Max Crosby. With his ski cap on. Just he'll, the ski have no, cap. he'll have no shirt with his ski cap on. Yeah, he wears the ski cap in 106 yeah. degree preseason. Josh weather. Jacobs. A lot of times has no shirt on, on the warmups. Wouldn't you? No. Okay. <laughs> it's gonna be nine degrees, Jared. And twenty-one I, I mile get, an hour wind. I gotta get those pictures in. It's gotta be unbelievable. All right. Uh, I have a theory that the team with more players without a shirt on are gonna lose. Yeah. Uh, pre-game tough guys, and then yeah, they yeah. struggle in the game. I need more. I need uh, a break. I need somebody. I don't know. Pro football focus, but I need a breakdown on this across the league. Guys to warm up without shirts on. How in do they under, perform? In under like twenty oh, degrees. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How like do they Buffalo. perform? And uh, I because we'll have a lot of games this weekend that are in terrible cold yes. weather. So how do they perform? And how do their teams perform? I think because Buffalo's in Chicago. Have you seen Chicago weather? Yeah. Good luck to you on that. Buffalo's getting out of bad weather and going into <laughs> worse weather or something. In Chicago, uh, so yeah, that's my theory. It's all. It also fits in line with my basketball theory that you shouldn't dive on the floor for loose balls. Um, never do that. Uh, but I'm guessing 
more players without a shirt on, more likely to lose. Now, here is a fun story from Pro Football Focus. They went through and picked out some possible trades in the offseason for quarterbacks, which included Derek Carr. So here was the trade idea from Pro Football Focus. Derek Carr goes to Tampa Bay, and the Raiders receive a first and a third-round pick. I think Derek Carr, who has no tra- who has a no-trade clause, might say no to that. Why do you think he would say no to Tampa? I I just think he's gonna I just think he's gonna hold them hostage. I I think there's something something tells me that he's going to just for the sake of it deny some of these cities. I don't know why. I you know the whole thing about I'm gonna die a raider. I won't play for anyone else. Now I don't believe that because like dude, you're not giving up that much money. You have a family. Right. You're not giving up thirty something million dollars. Right. Um. And I guess it goes back to where do you want your family to live? I don't know. I mean, I I don't know him well enough to do that to know that. But I do know. Uh, and maybe he would take Tampa Bay. I do know that he's going to play for someone else if they want to trade him. At some point, he's going to say yes because he's not going to give up the money. Right. Uh, I So a lot of times when we talk about uh, professional athletes and where they want to sign as a free agent, or in this case, if they have a no-trade clause, where they would agree to a trade for. Um, you know, we obviously see the Golden Knights try to trade somebody to Anaheim, and Anaheim's on their no-trade list. Uh, <laughs> it happens. It happens. Yeah. Um, but with Derek Carr, we try to figure out, we can try to guess at like motivation, right? Is it money? Is it city? Or is it who gives you the best chance to win? To win. Given that Derek Carr's legitimately not won anything in his career, right? Doesn't have a playoff win, doesn't have a, d- a division title, right? Legitimately has zero team success as a quarterback. With that no trade clause, I would guess he would accept a trade to just about anywhere that has a shot to win their to division. Win? Right, like if he looks at a team and says, "Oh, they're the best team in their division," I think he'd accept a trade there. And Tampa Bay's probably going to be the best team in that division next year. It's a bad Maybe. division. It's a really bad division. So, like, like it's like because here's the thing: Tampa and Vegas right now. It's pretty easy to argue <laughs> neither one's significantly better than the other. Right? right? He both might look six, both six and eight. Right? He might look at it and say, "Oh, I'm going to a team that's just as bad as the team that's trading me," but. Patrick Mahomes isn't in that division with Tampa Bay, right? True. He's got to beat Desmond Ritter, um, Andy Dalton, and whoever the hell the Panthers end up yeah. starting next year. Like a rookie. Carr's going to be the best quarterback in that division, right? Yes. I mean, I, I guess, the, you know, obviously one of those teams could land a uh, you know, Lamar Jackson or something like that. But if, he, if it was Tampa, then Carr might look at it and say, well, Tampa's defense is better than any defense I've ever played with. I've got to be Desmond Ritter, Andy Dalton, and who knows? I'm probably the best quarterback in that division. If we go nine and eight. Do we think he's better than Andy Dalton? Yes. If we go nine and eight, we might win that division. Whereas with the Raiders, if you go nine and eight, the Chiefs are too good. And hell, the Chargers might be too good to even be second in the division. I think if you're Derek And the Broncos are quarterback away. That would be my thought process. To look at it and say, can I win the division with whatever team I might get traded to? And if the answer is yes, then I say, all right, I'm on board. Okay. And if, is this the pro football focus uh, response that the Raiders would get a first and third? Yeah, that was their sort of projected, hey, if Derek Carr gets I mean, traded. If you can get a first? They should a guy get who's been they ten, should get 10 a first. years in? They should. Why wouldn't they get a first for Derek Carr? 
He's so, Derek Carr. So quarterbacks yeah. get traded for. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, 10 years in, first and a third. I guess, yeah, I guess that's fair value. That's just what quarterbacks get traded for now. You get tra- If you're a quarterback and you're any he good, is you get right. traded for a first. Our, not even any good. Sam Bradford got traded for a first twice. <laughs> and, got some, her, and got hurt both times. Yeah, it's the most valuable posi- uh, uh, position. The question I would actually Couldn't have Couldn't beat out Colt this. McCoy as a backup. If I'm the Raiders, I'm I'm happy with trading him for a first and a third. If I'm Carr, I'm happy with this trade. Unless he's got something against Tampa. I don't know. Maybe he's just like, I hate that city. But whatever. I'm Ugh, happy humidity. with Tampa. But the real question to me here is, would Tampa want Derek Carr? Like, would they be looking at this saying, well, we can win the division at 9-8, and eight, and Derek Carr is good enough to get us to 9-8? and eight, Or would they say, we need to do something different to be a Super Bowl contender, which is either Lamar Jackson or rebuild? Right. You're like, we can't get Lamar Jackson. We can't get a star quarterback. We're not winning the Super Bowl with Carr. We're going to rebuild. So that, I think, might be the better question is, would Tampa go for Carr? Well, is there going to be, other than Lamar, who else would it be out there that would be better than Derek Carr? Unless there's a surprise trade that's whatever. Right, that you're not not banking on. Deshaun Watson. But it's basically Lamar Jackson or nothing if you're really trying to find that star quarterback this offseason. So... That, I think, might be the question here. And my other thing would be, let's say the Raiders do trade Carr yes. for a first-round pick. This is my favorite game. Zach Wilson! What do they do at quarterback next year? You have two first-round well, picks. Baker Mayfield, Zach Wilson. Uh, who else could we get? Who else is bad? Jameis Winston? Who Tom, else could they? Like, Tom Brady. <laughs> Tom Brady, that's a good one. Like, if you have two first-round picks in this scenario, neither is going to be top could five. You... No, but could you package them for top five? That was my thought, too. To try to get one of those three right. kids. That's what That was my thought, too. Especially because there's going to be teams that are drafting near the top this year. That don't, don't need a quarterback. a quarterback. Chicago's picking second. I don't think they're taking one. No. If Seattle goes out and re-signs Geno Smith, they're, they're, they're currently third. One. Detroit's fourth. Are they taking one with Jared Goff there? They sure. might. Uh, Arizona's, cur- so. Arizona's currently fifth they're with Kyler. One. So there's going to be teams in the top five that don't have any interest in drafting a quarterback. And if you offer what the Raiders have nine and 12 or something, and you say, here's nine and 12 for four, for, for four and maybe you get some mid round picks on the back end of that, that might be the best way to go about it. Or maybe you even offer one of these first and then a future first or something, right. if they'd rather have a future first. But that I think would be a real possibility. If you trade car, you have two first and you're trying to figure out what to do at quarterback it might be in their best interest to trade two first to go up and take a quarterback. Take one of those guys. And hope that guy works out. Um, also, you could do, well, maybe a little better than Jared's route. Find a more veteran average quarterback. Use the two first on other positions. Defensive players, hello. And maybe an offensive lineman. Wouldn't that be nice? And then all of a sudden, you've got a better team around an average quarterback. Right. Which... Again, you're probably not winning the Super Bowl that way, but you might. Be I think more it'd be more fun to package them and take one of those quarterbacks. Yeah. But you're selling out a legion. Uh, the other part of this, the Derek Carr trade scenario, what happens to Devontae Adams? I think Devontae Adams is back. You think, I think he's so back? The whole I, 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 I think he knows that he came from a better quarterback. Should I leave it at that? <laughs> Hall of Famer to Hall of Famer, yeah, right? Yeah, I, I think, uh, yeah, I, I think it's he's having that instant regret of getting back with your yeah. old girlfriend, and you're like, oh yeah, 
That's why we this, broke up. Yep. Uh, but can like if you're Devontae Adams, are you convinced the Raiders are winning next year with a rookie quarterback? I don't think you're convinced that they're winning with a with a rookie quarterback. I but. think you're going to set all kinds of records with a rookie quarterback <laughs> because he's going to go, I know that guy <laughs> will do. They, they told me that guy's good. So that that would be, and, you know, Devontae Adams is under contract, so he can't necessarily yeah, exactly. do anything, but he, he could force his way out in a sense. He could make it as miserable that they decide, well, we just got to move on from this guy. So that's the other aspect of this is what does Devontae, because he didn't, Devontae Adams did not force his way to Las Vegas to win seven games this year and then help break in a rookie right. quarterback and then, oh, your contract's over in Vegas. No. And you no. didn't make he the came to Vegas. Day. He came to Vegas because his family is close. But his grandma not. got to play him, see him play live. Man, she's gotten to see some fun games <laughs> in that yeah. suite. He, uh, her grandma, his grandma is not going to want to go to any other football games. When they have a normal game, she's going to be like, what the hell was that? <laughs> he's, he, it's the same thing as the people who are like, I've never watched soccer, and their yeah. first game is the World Cup final. They're going to watch a <laughs> random Premier League game next week and be like, that kind of sucked. Why well, did I invest any time in that? Actually, I might need to look this up. How many Raiders games have ended in a kneel down this year? There's been so many walk-offs. I don't think. I don't know. Well, it wasn't. <laughs> Danny's Danny, on. We're going to break. Don't worry about finding it right now. They've won and lost on a lot of walk-offs. Yeah. That it's. I, actually, I did, the Rams game did, did end the, in a kneel down. Did the Saints kneel down? They could have knelt <laughs> they the just, entire yeah, second yeah, half. They, they were like, <laughs> yeah. we good. They, if they had the ball less, they, I mean, they would have knelt. I mean, I'm trying to think of any yeah. other. The Rams, no. You can actually, you can go back the last two years because the Raiders won uh, plenty of games. Yeah, on the a last lot of one-score games the last two years. Like the, the this, they've got to be leading the league in fewest kneel downs in games. Did <laughs> got to be. Danny is counting on his fingers. He's and up we to need three. to go to break. Right, right. remind me how the Charger sons. game ended. Twenty-seven twenty. Uh. I can't remember. Danny will let us know when we come back from break. But now we've got Porta Subs to give away. A classic six-foot sub from Porta Subs could be yours right now. And you'll be qualified to win a new Yeti cooler from Finley Volvo Car. 702-364-1100. That's the phone number. 702-364-1100. Be caller number five right now, and you'll win a six-foot classic sub from Porta Subs and be qualified to win a new Yeti cooler. The rules of Scrabble are simple. First, each player pretends to mix the tiles while trying to feel for the letter A. Bischoff's briefs. The game does not officially begin until one player reminds all the others that the first word scores double. That player is known as the Scrabble Jackass and is then handed the box top for any further rule clarifications. Bischoff's briefs. Players then take turns laying down. Put on your yarmulke. It's time for uh, Jared, when's the end of Hanukkah? The 26th. The night of the 26th. Okay, so that means Tuesday of next week uh, will be our official Are the Golden Knights in the playoffs? We have to, yeah. And thankfully, yeah. we'll have Ryan and uh, David Roth on. <laughs> so that's our uh, that's the official Will the Golden Knights be in the playoffs or not is at the end of Hanukkah. So on the 27th, we will know the answer to that. Um, by the way, Danny is counting uh, lies during the break, but I'll ask you two as well. How many days a week do you guys think I eat Chick-fil-A for breakfast? Uh, base, Four. 
I was going to go three, but based on, that's purely based on me watching you eat Chick-fil-A for breakfast. Wow, that's not true. You don't eat in the studio. I uh, probably eat Chick-fil-A for breakfast, I'd say, 1.5 times per week. That's it? Well, I also eat McDonald's and Einstein's for breakfast. And you guys, hey, I think, are conflating. Einstein's. I think I'm, you guys I'm are conflating. Sure, when you bring Einstein's something has in, to celebrate it's Hanukkah. Chick-fil-A. No, it's about a third of the time. It's Chick Fil A. All right, a lot so, of McDonald's. Love. This this week. So here's the problem. Was it technically correct or no? It was when you used to do the UNLV pregame show where you would show up with cinnamon twists and a Mountain Dew. Oh, that's every when I had time. to do it here. Yeah, yeah. But every there's, time there's it would. Right yeah, there. but you. It was cinnamon twists and a Mountain Dew. Yeah. Uh, but no, I come in with. Uh, so here's here's my problem. Normally, if we go to the grocery store, I will bring in something from home twice a week. But this week, we didn't go like to the grocery store. Like a muffin or something? No, it's usually a little protein pack of cheese, beef jerky, and a, a hard-boiled egg. And right, then, right. And then little Excellent donut breath. holes. And then little donut holes. Um, very healthy, obviously. Uh, but we didn't go to the grocery store over the weekend, so I had Chick-fil-A, McDonald's, or Einstein's every day this week for All breakfast. All right, so Chick-fil-A is open at what time? 6 a.m.? Uh yeah, I get there at like six thirty, so they at have least by six thirty. Chicken breakfast sandwiches, or do you get like nuggets, uh, biscuits with, with chicken, chicken, or the little chicken minis, which are the little tiny biscuits, basically. They're okay. delicious. Yeah. All right. I not. Hey, I was there this week. Couldn't go through the line without the peppermint shake because it's being discontinued eventually. Danny's shaking his head up and down. He's had three this week, and he's going for <laughs> one today. So. Yeah, okay. only once or twice a week, Danny, not three times. Really, really quickly, top three things that we mentioned that are not sponsors. It's got to be Chick-fil-A, <laughs> McDonald's, and then, fi- well, actually, Taco Bell McDonald's might be tied for second, and then randomly Culver's. <laughs> That's all Lindsay's fault. Well, I'm not helping because she is right. It's the best. She drove like four hours out of her way to go eat Culver's. All right. Here's here's Bischoff's freeze for you. I did want to talk about the golden something with the Golden Knights really quickly here. Michael Amadio scored a goal on Wednesday. Uh, Michael Amadio played on the top line for most of that game. He, they had an 83% Corsi when he was out there, 62% expected goals rate. Um, his goal actually came when he was playing with Carlson and Smith. Uh, Jonathan Marshall might have gotten hurt, um, but... Oh, okay. When the Golden Knights are healthy, which obviously they are not right now, or at least when they get closer to health, it I think it's time to stop saying there's not a good replacement for Phil Kessel. Right now, they're beat up, and there's not actually a warm body to replace Phil Kessel. But what we have seen, Michael Amadio had a great game on Wednesday. He got to play on the first line. Paul Cotter has had some great games when he's been playing on the first line. Brett Howden has had some solid out uh, performances as well. There are 12 forwards that are better than Phil Kessel. There are 12 forwards that deserve to play over Phil Kessel. Eichel, Stevenson, and Stone, obviously. Carlson, Smith, Marcheseau, obviously. The fourth line this year, Carrier, Colasar, uh, Nick Waugh, they're better than Phil Kessel. And I think it's completely fair to say Michael Amadio, Paul Cotter, Brett Howden are all better options for the Golden Knights than Phil Kessel. Because we've talked about this a lot, and I've it's been like, hey, Phil Kessel's not very good, but there's not exactly a great player waiting or that's healthy scratch to play over Phil Kessel. 
When they're close to health, I think there is. I think there are 12 forwards better than Phil Kessel. And if this team is ever healthy, Phil Kessel should not be in. It's not a matter of, oh, there's just nobody there that's better than him. I think there are players that are better than him. I mean, you you make a good point. You've already spelled out countless, countless times while Phil Kessel should be healthy scratched. Um, I don't think anyone here has argued with you in terms of what he's done. Well, in terms of what he's not done. Bruce Cassidy keeps arguing with me by putting him in the lineup, though. It's true. <laughs> I, and, then he, and then he agrees with me by benching him for the third period. <laughs> uh, also, I'd love to ask Cassidy if he was completely honest. And we've talked about this earlier this week with Ben, and I'm sure we'll talk about it uh, with Ken coming up. I'd love to ask Cassidy how much is the streak meaning in this. Right. Because if he did not have the streak, you'd think he would have been benched by now. Yes. Well, I mean, when everyone's healthy, when everyone's healthy. I mean, we listen, all those guys, Amadio, Cotter, Howden, they've been ben- they've been healthy scratched. They've been healthy scratched. Right. All these guys have been scratched because they had a bad game or something. Or, oh, we just don't think he's as good as somebody else in the lineup. Phil Kessel's had, like, all bad games. Like, Phil Kessel's had a ton of bad games. Phil Kessel is clearly not good enough to be in the lineup, but he is every single game, and it's it's probably a reality of uh, Bruce Cassidy that... And, not wanting to be the guy. And that's the thing that we don't know. How much of it is just simply Bruce Cassidy himself being like, well, I really don't want to take him out and be the guy that ends the streak or right. whatever, versus... Oh, the players are telling me that they want Phil Kessel in the lineup or what would potentially be even worse, the front office telling me, hey, Phil Kessel needs to stay in the lineup right. but some, unless something really drastic right. happens. Like, we're not benching him just because, oh, he had a turnover here at the blue line. Like, we got to have something really bad happen for you to take Phil Kessel in the lineup. So that's, that to me is the interesting part is where exactly is that coming from? Because it might, it might just be Bruce Cassidy's being like, that's what I, I'm saying. It might just I don't want to do it. Not being, not wanting to be the guy that right. ends the streak, or it could be bigger than that, which is an idea. And have they won enough to for him in his own mind to justify that? Probably. Like, like we have spent. If they'd this be in week, third or fourth place. Right. Like, dude. Like we've spent this week talking about. Do they have a goaltending issue. Bruce Cassidy's not happy with it. Phil Kessel should he be in the lineup? He's really bad. They're still at first. Like it, this right, isn't right. These aren't the problems of a team that's going to miss the playoffs, right. right? This team's still in first. Now, granted, last year they were in the playoffs as late as like, what was it, January, and still found a way to miss the yeah, playoffs. Yeah, All Star game, right? But like, this is a team that's in first place in the West. This is a team we talked about it uh, like a couple weeks ago. Who's good in the West? Like, I don't think the Golden Knights are one of the three or four best teams in the league to win the Stanley Cup, but. Those teams might all be in the East. They might be the best. Well, in the it's West. funny because every guest for the Golden Knights we've had on this week, I think all eight questions were of the negative light, and then you had to end with, by right. the way, they're still they're in first. In first. Place. But like the coaches over here, like, ah, the goalies aren't any good. And it's like Phil Kessel is not clearly any not any good, but they are in first. And listen, we did talk yesterday. Mark Stone probably had the greatest game any Golden Knight has right. had. Right. Ever. Again, I still have not been able. There's not a quick way. You have to go through each individual player's entire game log to see like their individual expected goals and high danger chances. I'm not committing time to look at every player they've ever had, uh, but it's the best game he has ever had in terms of individual high danger chances and individual expected goals. So it might be the best game any Golden Knight has ever had. Coming up next, Ken Bulky joins the show. You said you, you feel like, like Zach is getting better, but... This is a kid who was drafted second overall. Your starter last year, he's now into year two. You've had to bench him or make a change at quarterback two times this year. 
it seems like the other quarterbacks that you have thrown out there, going back to last year with Josh when he was here, and Joe, and now Mike this year, and, and Strebley, your offense seems to function better with other quarterbacks as opposed to Zach. Why is that? Those are things we got to look at uh, to stand up here and give you that answer. I, I, I don't have that answer. There's a lot of stuff that we got to talk about. You're sitting in the press box with Graney and Bischoff on ESPN Las Vegas. Follow them on Twitter at Ed Graney and Bischoff underscore Tyler. Joining us now from Sinbin.Vegas is Ken Bolke. Good morning, Ken. Ken. Oh, well. Uh, what are you eating on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day? Oh, man, I have no idea. I'm going to Phoenix to watch Tom Brady and the terrible Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I know that. I'll be at the football game. That's not a good way to spend your Christmas. (laughs) I'm hoping it is, but it wouldn't shock me if it's not. (laughs) Is he going to have more turnovers than touchdown passes? No, they're playing the Cardinals. They're not good, Ken. You act like this is a good Buccaneers team. The Cardinals are horrific. I'm fully aware. Doesn't mean the Bucs are good. No, I didn't say the Bucks are good. The more turnovers than touchdowns against the Cardinals, that's hard to do. All right. All right. You got a lot of confidence. Your Christmas is not going to be terrible. Okay. Um, I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here's a question for you. I don't know if you have the answer to this. Mark Stone's game against Arizona. Or, uh, most dominant game an individual has had in a Golden Knights jersey? Uh, no. Mark Stone had five points uh, in a game. I want to say last year, it might have been two years ago. I think it was Colorado. No, he's had he's actually had better games than that. I mean, he didn't finish a bunch of them. He didn't get them to go until the third period. Like, no, he's had better games than that. Yeah, points are stupid, though. You pass to somebody else who passes to somebody else who then accidentally scores off a defenseman. Congratulations, you got an assist and you got a point. It is uh, in his career, or Golden Knight, actually his entire career, it is the most individual high-danger chances he's had at 11. His next highest is six. And it's the yep. most individual expected goals he had. At, I think it was 2.01. And his next, he did have one, 1.7 or something earlier. Uh, but it's like by high danger chances, far and away, the most he's ever had in a game. I think if you're just going by how much did he create in a game, sure. But when you don't finish all of them until the end, I can't, I can't, I can't call it your best game of the year. Like, the guy had a hat trick in a playoff game. Yeah, yeah, those are overrated. <laughs> <laughs> They didn't win the cup that year. We don't care about playoff moments unless you win the <laughs> and cup. And they're gonna this year. Yeah. What did Brady do in the playoffs last year? You don't remember? They didn't win. He was. I don't remember. See. Actually. See. Right. Can we? I'm asked, sure he was excellent. Ken, we've asked this question all week to people. I want to ask you: uh, Is Bruce Cassidy, if you, if he was completely honest, would he say he's not benching Phil Kessel because of the streak? Uh, right now, no, he wouldn't say that. He probably would say, I'm not benching Phil Kessel because who the heck am I going to put in instead? But I think that as we get further and further along, if guys start coming back, like if Eichel comes back and then Cotter comes back and then Howden comes back, if he doesn't do it by that point, then yeah, eventually he'll have to get to that. But right now, no. Do you think it's uh, solely Bruce Cassidy's decision to do that, or does he have to like get that cleared by the front office? Uh, I think in the end it would be solely his decision, but I think he probably would run it by pretty much everyone before he makes that decision. But I think that everyone would probably be on the same page. They they, they know they're going to have to do it at some point. Like I think they knew when they signed him it was going to be a possibility, and you had a coach who's not afraid to do something like that. But 
they, they have to get to a point where they have better players to be able to do it. They, they just don't have it right now. Uh, probably a dumb question because hockey teams are never actually healthy, but if they were, what's the ideal third line? Uh, so, all right, everybody's back. I, I didn't mind Howden on that top line with Eichel and uh, I think it was Smith at that time. I think you could make the argument that you could put Howden up there with Eichel and Stone, and then that would leave Stevenson, Cotter, and maybe you put Wah there. Like they, don't, they don't have it. Like there's, there's no doubt that even at a fully healthy roster, they're at least one winger short and probably two if you, if you really go down the list. Like they could use more players that can score. So I don't think you're going to be able to come up with a really good one, even at full strength. But it's going to be better than LeCision, Roan, Bier, and who played the last game? Kessel? Uh, well, eventually, yeah. He was on the, he was on the first line. Well, no, no, they did Amadio last game. What about so, Amadio? Yeah, plan E. Yeah, plan uh, Matt, Yeah, Amadio is fine. It's, <laughs> it, it, I mean, I think he's out of the lineup eventually once they get fully healthy. It's him, it's him or Kessel is, is what the decision has to be made. And it's like, yes, I don't think Phil has been all that good. But like, is he even that much worse than Amadio? I don't know. Uh, so you talk about moving, you know, Howden up and Stevenson down. Is it in their best interest to have the best top two lines possible and then like the fourth line act as the third line and just forget about a line? Or is it in their best interest to break up the top six so that they can actually have good players on the third line? It depends who you're playing. I think if you're playing teams that aren't very good, it's in your best interest to load up on the top. Because if you load up on the top six, you're going to get matchup nightmares all over the place, and then your bottom six is going to be able to hang in there. If you're playing a team that has as much, if not more, depth than you, you have to find a way to even out that depth. Otherwise, your top lines are not going to be put in a position to actually succeed. You're going to be asking too much for them the entire night. We've seen it over and over and over again in these home games. That's what's happening. The bottom six is not being able to carry play, and they're handing the puck off in the defensive zone, having been pinned back there, and your top six can't get anything going. And then when they do, they can't finish their two chances because they haven't been out there. So to me, you have to find balance by the time that this season ends because you're going to have to beat good teams to actually do what you want to do. How do you think, uh, as he's kind of made references to them, how do you think the goalies have played lately? It's been fine. It's been kind of what I think we expected going in that – for the most part, it's average. It might be average plus on some days, but then there's just as many days where it's like, yeah, that wasn't very good. I just think that the beginning of the season, they defended so well. They kept everything to the outside, and teams didn't know how they were going to play. They're figuring it out now. You can't just fling shots from the point all night against the Golden Knights. They're just going to get in the way and block them all or save them all. Now they're starting to get inside, and the goalies are starting to have to face a little bit more challenges. They're not elite goalies. Like, I... I know it felt like that at the beginning but they're not they're both pretty good they're okay they're they're okay nhl goalies when we get to the trade deadline are we talking about the golden knights trying to trade for a goalie or are they just going to have to roll with what they have i think you have to roll with it especially with the third one sitting in the ahl if you bought another one right now you have to assume if you're buying one he's got to have some salary on him let's let's call that Five million, which might even be high, even if it's less than that. They already have two and a half in Hill, seven hundred thousand. It's not that big a deal in Thompson, but then there's another million while he's in the AHL. 
uh, in Bressois, if you put in another one, you're, you're going to be pushing six, seven, eight million, and it all is in the one guy that you traded for. It doesn't really make sense. You're better off trying to bolster your defense or bolster your scoring or do something that gives you a better team overall and hope that one of these guys is good enough. Here's a fun question for you. He's currently third amongst defensemen and goals in this team. How, how high does Daniil Marimanov finish in terms of goals amongst defensemen this year? I'll stick with third. <laughs> is he going to be in the lineup the rest of the year? Yeah, I think, I think he is going to be in the lineup for quite a while because like, it looks like you're not getting Theodore or White Cloud back anytime soon. So as long as both are out, he's definitely in the lineup. Then when one comes back, I think there's an argument to be made that he passed Ben Hutton. So he stays in the lineup when one comes back. And then by then, what are the chances they're going to have six healthy defensemen for an extended period of time anytime the rest of the season? Like, I think he plays... I think he might play 50 games. All right. He's got to be second then. He's going to pass Theodore. He's only like one behind him or something right now. I, I, I think Shay will get some when he gets back <laughs> in there. Yeah. He, I mean, he could be right. It wouldn't shock if he takes second at some point. All right. Uh, it's been a fun week on this show because we've talked a lot about Phil Kessel being bad. We've talked a lot about Cassidy uh, kind of ripping his goalies. They're still in first place. Um, and well, yeah. the, the thing that I look at is in the West. Is there a legitimate, like, oh, that's a Stanley Cup contender that's clearly better than the Golden Knights in the West? In the West, probably not at the moment, but that's because Colorado's as banged up as they are. Calgary hasn't quite figured it out. Edmonton hasn't quite figured it out. Like, we're, we're still in December. You don't have to be there. And, like, will the Golden Knights be the one that, that figures it out? Maybe. But I do think there are better rosters in the, in the conference. The Golden Knights just haven't really had to come up against most of them to this point. When they did, Calgary smoked them. All right. Um, before we let you go, enjoy losing to Trace McSorley. Oh, jeez. Bye, Ken. That would be bad. See ya. Happy holidays. <laughs> He's Ken Bulky from Vegas on the Golden Knights. And, uh, yeah, apparently he's going to watch Trace McSorley beat Tom Brady. Okay, first what I'm not Christmas. I, yeah, well, uh, but first I'm also not convinced Trace McSwirly Swirly Swirly isn't a country singer. Uh, and second, it, I've been thinking about this all week, and I don't think we're ever going to actually get it get to it. So, is it weird? Phil Kessel has the Iron Man streak, but kind of sucks on defense, and then all of the much better players keep getting hurt. Is the reason he has the Ironman streak is he doesn't really try as hard? That might be. That's a good point. Yeah. Yes. He just, yeah, I'm not going to play defense. I'm not going to get hurt. I'll be fine. You you might be right. That like Because we lose Alec Martinez at least several games a year well, because okay. he's like, yeah. I'm going to get my face in front of that puck! He, he is the and exact meanwhile, opposite. Phil Kessel's like, I'm going to play every game. Phil Kessel didn't even try to block the shot the other night. He is the exact opposite of Phil Kessel. Like, his entire game is, like you said, my face is going to block this shot. I'm going to block shots. Phil Kessel's like, eh, I want to play tomorrow. on the other end. Yeah. I think this is your hand size (laughs) with quarterbacks. (laughs) And Phil Kessel plays forever because he doesn't play defense. Might be your two best points ever. This is really sad. All right, we got Kevin Hart tickets to give away. 702-364-1100. That's the phone number. If you want to go see Kevin Hart, call in now at 702-364-1100. He is playing uh, New Year's Eve at Resorts World, and we've got two tickets for you. 702-364-1100. Jared, how high of a call-in number do you want to do? It's your decision. Um. Well, 
If she was here, I'd go 35 for Lindsay, but let's go 20. Number 20. Caller 20 at 702-364-1100. You're going to see Kevin Hart. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, it's anytime I've ever gone into one of these games, usually if it's, you know, rain or stuff like that, you can prepare. But just cold is like, you know, 90% of it's mentality, you know, or probably more. You know, you just set your mind because you know, you know, they're playing it, you're playing it. You, at the end of the day, you have to execute at a high level. And so for us, it's all about the execution of the football plays and you know, trying to win the football game, no matter you know whether it's inside, outside, whatever that is. You're locked in the press box. Congratulations. Sean won the six-foot classic sub from Porta Subs. Michael got tickets to go see Iggy Pop. Trevor got tickets to go see Kevin Hart. And John has a shot at 400 bucks if his three picks in our Dollar Loan Center Friday football frenzy are correct. Tonight, this afternoon, 3 o'clock, Cofield and Company, it's their festivist show. They're taking calls in the 3 o'clock and in the 5 o'clock hour. You call in, you can rip whatever you want here at Lotus Broadcasting. Hopefully, it's about us. Could be about Cofield and Company. Could be the VGK Insider Show. Could be any of the shows over on Raider Nation Radio, 3 o'clock and 5 o'clock. You always leave them out. And the fight game with Damon Cotton. And Damon. <laughs> and the fight game. And you can rip Jared. And you can rip Danny, who's over here, in his buddy the elf costume and camo Crocs. I, I, I know you're going to go to the store and buy this exact outfit. I will not I be going. That, that, that thing has there's to a, be on Amazon. There's a store? That has to be on Amazon. Uh, I'll be honest. I don't know where I got it. I don't remember. This you think, you think ooh, I'm going to do this it. is the hold definition on. of a drunk purchase. Yeah, yes. hold on. <laughs> no, you actually bought what it. you're wearing oh, right okay. now, and you don't know where you got no, it. My girlfriend got it for me. Oh, yeah. I think I'm ask. going into a physical store. Probably not. Yeah. But... Why would I do yeah. that? That's I mean, a disaster. Also, this is definitely something you wear outside, and Tyler is the only person at the press conference in sweatpants. So I don't think this is he ever dresses to like get any sort of reaction well like i was telling you guys i wore this to a uh, holiday party last weekend and i had to stop by the store to grab a couple things on my way to the shoes that's the one thing you didn't but uh the person who the person at the checkout counter asked me if i lost a bet or if i'm going to a holiday party was like, wait you oh, wore that into the and, store oh yeah and you didn't go what do you mean what, what are you talking about I, w- I would have I would have totally tried to sell it as that's just how I dress. Yeah, yeah. you didn't ask him if Santa was coming. No, it's the whole stick with Buddy the Elf. I know, and I wanted to embarrass my stepdaughter and pick her up from school like this. Oh, but unfortunately, I couldn't. I ran out of time. What do you mean uh, you ran out of time? Well, because I was going to do it. Before he has two jobs. Uh, three jobs. <laughs> Who picked your kid up from school? Either the her bus. mom or her dad or her grandma, if I can't. Jeez, oh, you guys got options. You yeah, got more got... people to pick her up from school than you have shoes. As long as there's one person to pick her up, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would have been uh, that would have been interesting. Her reaction and the kids' oh, and reaction I, to this. So, like, there's a there's a you could either do the car drive lane up or, or walk in. Walk in, and I was gonna walk in and do the hop across the crosswalk the entire <laughs> oh my way. Yeah. I was gonna bring in. You're into this thing. We have a little, oh. uh, like little fake snowball things. I was gonna bring a bucket and just start a snowball fight with her right, right there at the playground. You're gonna start throwing things at children? Well, at her. Wow, <laughs> great! It, yeah, I was gonna say 
this is this is like excellent dadding. Yeah, wow. I was bummed that I ran out of time, but it's okay because I have other onesies that I can embarrass her after after Christmas. Uh, uh, all right, he has no shoes but multiple onesies. That's right. uh, yes. Who doesn't? Um, I assume she didn't listen to the show. I assume What'd she's you get it for a Christmas? Child. Who my stepdaughter? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, there's no chance she listens to this show. Okay. Her dad does though, so I don't know. Uh, what is he gonna tell her? Well, she might be with him. Ooh. Oh, so she oh, might yeah, listen yeah, while no, with no, him. No. Yeah, chances are she's not, though. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, if they are <laughs> listening, we've promoted enough. Shut the radio off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what did we get her? You don't even remember? We got it's her like, like tomorrow. No, we got, yeah, but all of her gifts have been wrapped for like a week and a half. And you forgot? This, I, no, this is also part of dadding. The genuine shock on my dad's face during, well, we call it giftmas, but like opening and him going, oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember buying that. Yeah. I think we got her like uh, a bunch of slime. She loves slime. What and is it? Wait, what does that mean? It's just it, Elmer's glue and some uh, saline. Like the little plastic cup that I used to have that makes a farting noise when you stick your fingers in it? Yeah, but now it's like, it's bigger. Like there, it's bigger. There, there are places you, you can go and like create custom slime and stuff. It's very weird, but she loves it. She probably has, in the last two years, we probably spent... Two three hundred bucks on slime, but not on tennis shoes. We uh we got her some clothes. Hold on, how many tennis shoes does she have? Oh, like seventeen. Okay, good. All right. Yeah, and she's got a pair of Crocs. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and uh, Danny's gonna come in with like sandwich bags on his feet tied together, and just be like, "Well, uh, we couldn't her, afford my shoes." We got her these like mini brand things. I joke with her because she's like she's pretty small. Her both her mom and her dad are like five three, so she's probably gonna be like five foot. So I'm like, do you, do you like those? Because it makes you feel like a giant. Oh, Occasionally man. she says yes. She'll go with the joke. But... Does she thank both of you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. My children thanks their mother. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> well, and who? See, see like, when my girlfriend wraps everything, she puts it to from mom and Danny. So she's like, oh, thank you guys. Yeah. Well, no, it says mom and dad. They thank her. <laughs> do you buy or do you just? Because, like, my girlfriend does all the buying. Uh, I contribute the money. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how I am, yeah. Uh, it's great. Yes. It's great. Is anybody in this room good at wrapping presents? No. I am. Jared. Yeah, Jared I'm glad. I I, okay, Jared. first yeah. off, I'm Man glad world, you two yes. raised your hands as if anybody listening <laughs> could see the two of you raise your hands. Well... I was trying to make sure we were getting out on time on a Friday <laughs> so that Q coming up with Jason Fitz could go on the air at the correct time. It's all right. We need to talk more about gift wrapping. I'm I'm more of give me one of those gift bags. Oh, oh. gift bags are the best. And then you throw in some paper the and it looks like you made an effort. Oh, it's yeah. the best. Yeah, exactly. I, you guys have dogs. If you have a cat, that's a no-go. See, my favorite thing, I mess with my mom every year. For her birthday, I wrap her birthday present in Christmas wrapping paper. And for Christmas, I wrap everything in birthday wrapping paper. That seems like a lot. It's it's great. I did send somebody a gift card, and it says happy birthday on it. For Christmas? Yeah. Nice. That's, that's what you got to do. Because that's what they had at the store? I didn't realize it until I bought it online. I didn't realize it until I had already bought it, that it was just the first one. I just clicked on it. It says happy birthday. So you didn't read it? <laughs>